What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things Web3. Joe, your host, and my co-host, Brian, as usual. I'm super excited because I have a personal friend I've known for close to two decades now on the cast and super excited. Eddie Mentor for joining us and Julian Duchenne, both co-founders of El Salvador, Travel El Salvador, I'm sorry. You guys bring vast experience in your feud, so I'm not going to butcher it. I'm going to let you guys, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, your experience, and a little bit about your project. So, Eddie, man, happy to have you on, man. Thank you, man. Good to talk. It's been way too long. Yeah. Yeah, tell us about yourself and how you got involved into the Web3 world, in the NFT world. You know, it's been, yeah. I see you doing so much on social media. I couldn't wait to get you on. Yeah, well, I'll let you kick it off because you're the blockchain expert. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, my, my, my experience starts about 2016. A couple of my friends called me about crypto, told me to get involved. I was a student of acupuncture, getting my master's at the time in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And, uh, you know, I thought about it. I was like, oh, it's interesting, you know, but as a student, you're constantly in school, you're in class. You don't really have time to think about anything else. You're do- zoned in into your project. And uh, essentially, I, I made some money in Airbnb because my roommates moved out on me and <laughs> I had to start renting out my rooms. I had a three bedroom, two bath in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And I started renting out my rooms. And my, one of my guests was, uh, I guess, made a lot of money in crypto and Ethereum. Mm. And he told me about crypto. So I said, here, here it is again, you know, the fourth time I'm hearing it from various random people I'm meeting in my life. So I said, I got to get involved in this. So I put $3,800 into Bitcoin um, through a buddy of mine. And um, then I, trans- I I found out about another coin called Factum. I put my money in there and then it shot up. And then I said, wow, I made a lot of money. I made over six figures. I decided to buy a house and expand my Airbnb business that was just in an apartment and in another house I was arbitraging. And then I called it the Bitcoin mansion. And ironically, I bought the house and the guy's last name was Buletti. He was an Italian guy. And on the gate was a B, giant B. So then I just painted the B gold and called the Bitcoin mansion. I had artists come in, paint the walls, make the Ethereum room, this, that, third, and just transform the house into the Bitcoin mansion, right? So I started doing events, attracting a lot of Bitcoin people. And... At this point, I was like all in in crypto when I saw how much money I could make. So I started attending every event I could go to and uh, it, uh, bringing everyone over for free to my house to hackathons. see hackathons, events. And uh, in 2017 in Miami, because the house is in North Miami, um, I, I did an after party for the North American Bitcoin conference. It was at the Clevelander in 2017. Mm-hmm. Bunch of big VIPs came by, about 100 people. One of those guys was a gentleman named Nick Spanos. And he told me about tokenization. He's like, you should tokenize this house. You know, and this is a guy that's, you know, was a pioneer of Bitcoin and what it is today. And he went up against the SEC and he had the first bit license of New York and a very influential person in the space, won the Lifetime Achievement Award for cryptocurrency. I, I still stay in touch with him. And so I learned a lot from that experience. And so essentially in my back of my mind, I was like, tokenization, I got to get into this. And real estate, I got to combine that. You know, Nick Spanos told me this. So it always stayed in my mind. And then 2019 came around. I was like, you know what? I'm going to launch a token. At this point, I was expanding my portfolio and vacation rentals at the same time, acquiring more houses under rent management. And um, I then got in the, uh, started a token, launched it. And then my lawyer was like, hey, you know, uh, this is a security. So you can't do this in the United States. You got to register like a Reg D. You got to do this application. Take six months. I'm like, man, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to do this anymore. Forget about it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go uh, and do other stuff. And then 2020 comes around. I see NFTs coming about. And I said, I'm going to start an NFT project. I get my two friends involved. 
uh, and another guy, and we started NFT project. It took off. You know, we never really launched it. I didn't understand how difficult it was. Then the market obviously tanked. So then my it was pretty tough to build an NFT project in a bear market. Uh, and then here comes Eddie. Uh, we started, you know, touching base uh, back At that and forth. Point we had already been doing land development. Yeah, we're you know, I end up moving to Texas, and we start doing land development. In I got rid of my business. I said, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm done with this business. I'm gonna do consulting. And and that time I got into I got I met a hedge fund manager who hired me because I was pretty good at analysis. Over all these years working the business on my side, I would learn a lot about technical analysis, and I was pretty good at predicting the market and seeing the trends. So I started working as a, a chief analyst for a hedge fund and, you know, investing in crypto trading and working on land development with Eddie. And one day Eddie calls me while he went to visit his grandmother who was passing away to bury her in uh, El Salvador. Because mind you, because you know I'm a Salvadorian, Joe. Yeah. I haven't yeah. been back to my country for like 17 years. Wow. Because the country just hasn't been the safest. And so I went every year for nearly 20 years and then I stopped going because I was like, yeah. you're this, this is crazy. And so I go there. And I see how much the country changed. And I called him and he, he thought I was a psycho. Yeah, I th- it was two in the morning. He's like, you got to come to El Salvador. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking over at my wife. I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> and, it, like, and she's like, El Salvador. And I, I stayed up the rest of the night researching it. And so I was like, maybe he's onto something. So I said, all right, we'll figure it out. So I, I take a flight out she there. She told his wife, I think Eddie's really lost it now. Yeah, yeah, I think he's lost it. <laughs> he had me put all this money in Oklahoma. We're building cabins. We're in the middle of a big thing. And now it's like, he's telling me to go over there. Like, what the heck's going on? So then uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to go check it out and see what he's talking about. So I booked the fl- flight out there a couple weeks later. Um, and I went out there and I saw what he was talking about. We spent a couple of days there. And I went to the and me doing my analysis of researching Airbnbs, being in the business ten years, I said, okay, let me see what the Airbnbs are currently making. Let me use my softwares. Let me see what they're going for. Let me see how they the the reviews look like. And what I saw was there's a huge demand. You know, there was and I saw the tourism numbers into the country. I saw the p- potential. I saw there was a lack of new construction development. And I was like, man, this is gonna kill it. You know, there's there's all these surfers, there's all these Brazilians, vacationers. All over the world now the crypto community is coming in and there's no available places to stay that are luxury hmm. and so i said hey we got a market that's wide open here this reminds me of miami in 2014 when i was doing airbnb and i'm seeing three thousand percent you know a year on returns of and, and them legalizing rental. bitcoin as the currency yeah was the first country in the world so the crypto laws are incredible there um, if you start a company there in the AI space or the blockchain space, you don't pay taxes for seven years. Nice. Um, you know they're tokenizing cities. I mean, they're they're the most forward thinking and probably the most developed country in Central America. People don't realize that if you've been to Costa Rica and you like the beaches there, the beaches there, to, in my opinion, are even more beautiful. So they have a lot of really cool things going for them right now. Yeah, the ocean's like bathwater. And the sand doesn't stick to you. I've been to many beaches all over the world. Like you get, you walk home and the sand's all in the car, right? In Florida, you go to the beach. There, the sand doesn't stick. It just falls right off like clay. It's all compacted. So it's really cool. You could drive a car on the beach, motorcycles. You know, it's really cool like that. So I saw a lot of uh, that amazing uh, features of the country that, that nowhere else had. And so I said, look, this is prime. It's a small country. The real estate's going to explode here. The technology with, you know, blockchain availability there. And so I said, we got to create something here. So I was like, this is the place where I'm going to create the concepts that I was trying to create in the States many times with NFTs, with tokenization that we couldn't do for whatever reason. Now I felt like here's the time, here's the place, and we're, we're set up to do it. So here we are, and we're excited to bring all our skill sets and experience to a project where we can really add value to a lot of people. Yeah. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. This, this is no easy undertaking. I've been following Eddie's social media for a while and you started off like Eddie trekked literally into a forest or a rainforest. And he's like, this is where it's going to happen. And then like, <laughs> fast forward a few months and then the roads are finally getting paved. I'm like, what is he doing? Is he building a city in El Salvador? So I found it just so progressive. And I was so proud, you know, to see you guys doing what you're doing. Look, regular people just know, you know, like, yeah, El Salvador is doing Bitcoin, but I don't think the people understand like Bitcoin City. Personally, I didn't. And I didn't understand um, a lot of intricacies about El Salvador. I still don't. I, I want you guys to educate me because Eddie said something on one of the social postings on Travel El Salvador that caught my attention. He said, El Salvador is like one of the safest Latin countries uh, today. I'm like, what, really? I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And it, it's the same country in the whole Americas right now. Really? Two, two homicides in 500 days. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. That is so like, news. <laughs> yeah, some cities in America, you know, there's like, you know, two homicides a month. So it's like, you know, to, to for that long to go without any violence, uh, serious violence is pretty incredible. And you go there, you feel so insanely safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the, the country is a small country. It's the size of Massachusetts. What I did is I did my analytics mm. and I mm -hmm. saw that there's about five or six million in the country and there's five or six million outside of the country. And they all left, obviously, over the last 30 years mm -hmm. because of the, the violence previously. But now that it's, super, it's really safe, they're all going to come back, right? So what are they going to do? They're going to want to buy real estate and move in there and start businesses and go back to their beloved country and their, that their mother and fathers or their mother and father themselves are going to go there. So what I saw is like there's about at least a million people come back to their country. Let's say like, you know, it's like 20% come back and they're going to invest in the country. And what's going to happen because it's such a small place and there's not a, enough real estate, there's limited supply, it's going to explode in value. And if we can provide that benefit of the, 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 the increase in value to our community, I think it's going to be a home run. So that's where we're at. Yeah, you definitely got my attention. So give us a high level on Chavo El Salvador, because I know you talked about how you got there, like how... Um, I know you brought your Airbnb experience. Is it going to be an Airbnb? Is it going to be, I own the deed? You know, how's that kind of work? And also it's a, it's a layered question. So we could take it one step at a time. You know, how does web three get in there? Because you know, it's going to get super confusing. Totally. So phase one, initially when we started 14 months ago, it was just to accumulate as much land as we can. Mm. So we've accumulated close to a thousand acres of all beachfront coastal, everything in front of the beach, whether it be beachfront or a mountain in front of a beach, but everything has beach views, right? Mm. So, that was the main focus to to control the properties because I knew people didn't understand what was going on. It's kind of like our experience in direct sales. I used to love people that would say, well, you know, I don't believe in that business model. And I'd love for them to be closed off because I can be the one to explain to them why the opportunity is so big, right? And so for me, people not understanding what was happening yet, I said, this is an opportunity for us to accumulate as much as we can for a better better rate. And then now we're in the process of subdividing, preparing the properties. And we're still doing traditional, you know, you want to just buy a beachfront cash. I mean, that's, we're still doing that. But the vision ultimately is to um, purchase the land, subdivide it, prepare it, and then move the land into the blockchain and eventually do fractional ownership. With smart contracts and NFTs and tokenization and the whole nine, because the country set up legal, legal frameworks there where, you know, the only other countries in the world set up like that is Switzerland and Dubai. And the, the cost of entry to set something like that is in the, well over the six figures. And so in, in um, El Salvador, we can teach people how to come in, get a NIT, which is like an identification number to do business. You could start a bank account, have a company, 
And if you move your company there, the incentives are huge, especially if it's, it has anything to do with technology, not just crypto. And so we, we figured this is an opportunity for entrepreneurs to transition their business model into this country where it's booming uh, and the technology's set up, uh, the, the benefits are set up for that. So that's one of the things. Most people are moving to Dubai, but if you look at the entry cost to get in there and the laws and the rules, it, it's, it's a lot. And there's still about a 5 to 7% taxation. It's far too. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and it's really far, right? Uh, you, could, you can go to uh, El Salvador from Dallas or Miami for under 200 bucks, like mm-hmm. one way. It's amazing. So some of the times we've seen tickets for $90 with Aviaga. Taxation, personal taxation question. I worked in the domain industry for 11 years and a lot of the shell companies in the domain name industry were in Cayman Islands. And then I have a lot of crypto friends, or not a lot, like a handful that moved to Puerto Rico. What's like the personal tax rate for someone that does not start an AI company? You know, let's say I want to tax benefits because I just trade a lot of NFTs or, or, or crypto. What does that look like in El Salvador? So 30%. Uh, but obviously, I mean, write-offs and, you know, you know, it's not, it, it's not any, it's not much different than America. Mm, okay. um, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure of the tax brackets and how that exactly works. I, I want to say it's a flat rate, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Well, the, the cool thing is one of the founders, which is me, I, I'm a, I'm the president of a company called Wealth USA currently. And, um, that's my bread and butter as we do development and build in El Salvador. And some of the things we do is complex trust and insurance policies to help structure your estate planning. And you can actually transfer over your NFTs and cryptocurrency into a trust account. And uh, you can defer the taxes into the future, which mm. is ever just a oh. hundred years if you want. So you, that's something we do as a service. Uh, my mentor and founder of the company is uh, 83 years old and he's been doing it for 58 years. So these are like some of the resources we want to bring into our community members. So we, we call it like a private member association nice. and we, as a face, but really it's NFTs in the background with access passes and tokenization. But, you know, NFTs right now have a negative. We want to simplify the process. Yeah, we, yeah. Want to, we want to make it so that everyone can get involved and not just NFT people so that it's like they're not afraid. They're like, oh, NFTs, I heard right. those are bad. Right. And so we want to call it a private member association. Hey, get in, get all these benefits, access to resources, get me, get Eddie as a service provider. You know, it's only 222 members initially, very scarce. So, um, you know, we want to help you guys get into El Salvador, structure your trust structure, whatever you need as far as what we can provide in our resources and networks, we're going to give to our community essentially. And there's no cost to the trust, by the way, going through us. Nice. That's huge because the trust could cost twenty-five dollars to $100,000. Yeah. And then, and then to complete on the, the final phase, so the idea is to uh, prepare the land, get it ready, bring it to market, which is what we're doing right now. And then the vacation rental aspect is we're simplifying. So we're developing all over America right now, and we're bringing the same model that we, I would, we did in America, which is we, we sell you the parcel, we build your home, but then we, we run the vacation rental for you. Yeah. And so a lot of people... Like if you want to lose your mind, try to run an Airbnb when you don't have Airbnb experience. It's like running a restaurant with no restaurant experience. It's like the biggest headache. It's 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 the biggest stress you could possibly do. Yeah. So when you have it turnkey and then we also control the community, then the community wins too. So for example, let's mm. say you host a wedding, right? So if I want to host my daughter's wedding mm. at a, a venue and there's only one house, that's that's not that doesn't help me much. 
because weddings are the one thing in the year that people are willing to spend crazy amounts for. So if we control 10 units, maybe we don't own them and we're managing them for our clients, right? Now we have 10 houses that we can put together for a wedding. Now we can charge three, four X. Now the whole community wins and no headache and no stress, right? And so these are the type of things that we can do on the upside for a client. And then also um, the experience that he brings with knowing how to like just bring that hospitality. So we're a, a real estate development con- uh, company with a uh, uh you know, tourist and hospitality background as well. That's amazing. What type of what type of timeline are you on for the whole fractionalization and just kind of the specifics behind how do we get in on it? <laughs> yeah. So we're anticipating probably like uh, middle of summer, probably uh, that we are going to be able to fully go live with fractional, like fully, fully. Um, it may happen sooner, but I we want to be super conservative and make sure that we do it right. Um, there's there's going to be a lot of other things that we're going to do before then, like way before, like DAOs. Um, we're going to be able to um, uh, create like a clubhouse where everyone on the blockchain owns that together. Um, but the official like owning shares on the blockchain and paying dividends and all that, we're being really careful and really taking our time with that. Um, right now, we're just really focused on building that community. Um, you know, Travel Salvador again is the company. But then we're the the community that we're building everything around is El Salvador Luxury. The the code for El Salvador is SV. So SV Lux is the community access pass. Um, mm. The website uh, is going to be SV Luxury. Um, I think it's up right now, but it's not it's not completed. Um, but it'll be ready in the next you know two three days. <laughs> funny story, yeah. uh, funny story. Dot Luxury is actually. One was one of my clients. I actually know them personally. <laughs> the people that own Dot Luxury. No uh, way. Yeah, coming full circle here. You know, it's great. <laughs> yeah. that's, but our website, our regular website, is travelsalvador.io. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about that NFT access pass? I know the drop's coming up soon. Maybe you can give us details if you can. You know, with the price and uh, supply and whatnot, and benefits that come along with it. Yes. Yeah, so th- there's 222 of those. It's an elite pass. We're gonna drop many other ones after this, about five. And the first community, the 222, are going to get benefits from the other ones. So the, it's kind of like a first mover's advantage. You know, you come into our, our first NFT project. And now as we release the other collections, uh, you basically have, what, 20%? We're doing 20%? Yeah, so what we're doing is that we're taking 30% of all of the, uh, the rev share that comes in through the community, and we're giving it back. Mm-hmm. So um, the elites pass Every Friday, eight eight o'clock, there's going to be a rev share payout, and so all of the volume that came in from the NFTs, and uh, eventually, you know, uh, NFT can be a pass on a jet ski, and NFT could be stay in a home, right? We're going to accumulate a lot more rev share, and so just by you holding the NFT in the early stages, you know, that first mover advantage, you're going to get paid out rev share weekly from just holding it. Well, another cool thing is our company has a plane in the country. We own a plane. Um, we also own – it's not a big plane. It's a, it's a nine-passenger plane, but it's pretty cool to have it in El Salvador. So, like, we can go to, like, uh, Nicaragua. We can fly there, Costa Rica, within, like, you know, 45 minutes. Um, so being part of our community, you have access to this plane. And Because El Salvador is such a small country, you can see everything in a week, right? Then you're going to want to be like, oh, I wonder what Nicaragua is. I wonder what, like – you know, other other places in Central America, these that are safe in, in the nearby area, we can go to and fly into, we can provide that service. And then, um, you know, we also have access to helicopters. We have a, a vehicle to pick people up. So one of the benefits of holding our pass is you get transportation. 
you know, you get picked up and dropped off at the airport. You get access to yes. our homes at kind of prices and experiences. Um, and we just, another thing is we haven't really touched on a little bit is like our, our, what, what made us motivated to do all this. And, you know, Eddie and I believe like, you know, with the uncertainty of the world, all this turmoil in different countries, you know, potential war break, breaking out, you know, El Salvador is a neutral country. Um, politically, they're not involved in a lot of the other things going on in the global stage and don't have any disputes with any other countries. And so there's nothing really that, you know, oil or anything to take from them. And they kind of operate with other com companies, uh, countries that aren't in, in situations and part of the war. So um, the bottom line is we see it as a safe haven potentially in the worst case scenarios uh, on the global stage. So like in Canada, where, you know, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of laws and rules. People aren't really uh, have their, their rights are being violated a lot by the government. And even in America, we see a lot of weird things happening, right? The banking systems now drop their um, their responsibility from 10% to zero of your capital. So now there's no reserve necessary for them to have um, in the banking systems out of the last year. So it's like, what happens in the worst case scenario, bank collapse in the United States and a financial crisis? Will there be riots? Will there be civil uprest? You know, um, these things concern us. And we're like, you know, we have families. And so we're like, how can we set something up in now and prepare people to say, hey, there's an alternative. You can come to this country. We can help you get a knit, help you get citizenship in the worst case scenarios and ride this thing out. You know, we're not like doomsday guys and the world's happening. But we do believe, you know, there's going to be some up un, uprest and some issues coming forward in the future. And we want to be prepared for that. So we have a plan A is let's help you make money. Let's help you move your company. But plan B is, hey, have an alternative place to go, relax, sit on the beach and, you know, not worry about bombs coming into your, your, your home or <laughs> your neighborhood or some something else, you know, some lockdowns or something like that. And if you have, you know, community access, because there's some things will be community access, some will be community ownership. But if you have something outside the country where, you know, you could just go to mm -hmm. and bring your family mm -hmm. to. Um, people like to know that they have that. Yeah, it's a short flight as well. And they're very open to new people and starting up uh, citizenship. And it's it's a smooth process. Yeah. And so our, our mission statement is a community that's empowered to fulfill their lifetime goals while leveraging real estate and digital assets. Yeah, that's kind of like the whole perspective of our why. What we're trying to accomplish here is to help people leverage real estate and digital assets, you know, while helping them with anything else they need that Eddie and I provide us, you know, in our experiences of our, our years of working um, with teams and business. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I know we all have families here, you know, just a quick question outside of web three is El Salvador's house, like the medical facilities and whatnot, because I'm traveling. I just booked a ticket. I didn't even tell Brian yet. I'm sorry. They didn't even tell my colleague yet. I'm going to <laughs> Osaka. I'm going to Paris and Taipei. You know, and the first question all is on our mind. Hey, we have an eight month though. You know, we're, what happens because the baby's going to get sick, right? And yeah. uh, El Salvador, it, uh, it's it's not new to me because I knew me and Eddie used to live together. Believe it or not, guys. Uh, and um, I knew he was El Salvadorian. I never thought I'd be talking about, hey, let's go to El Salvador, let alone invest yeah. in it. But I'm excited to now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, curious about that because I would love to vacation there and enjoy, you know, kind of where you grew up. Yeah. Well, healthcare system is it's a very advanced country. It's way more developed than people realize. Yeah. Um, now, you don't want to live too far from the city yet if that is a major concern for you, right? Um, because, you know, San Salvador has a very strong ecosystem, but everything around it is being built out. 
um, Bukele is investing a lot of energy and money into the whole country. And so I'd say like in a year or two, there's going to be like incredible healthcare all over the country. Mm-hmm. But right now, mm-hmm. anything within 30 to 45 minutes within the city, it's very advanced. Um, yeah, you, you have all the luxuries in most cities in, yeah. in the capital. Um, outside of there, it just gets a little rule. It'll be like an hour or two, so that's, if it's a concern. But we do have a hospital system in our network. Um, one of our people we collaborate with owns a hospital, and we're structuring something to have access to that hospital for our current members. So we thought of all these things. Obviously, we have kids. I plan on moving there with my kids for a period of time. Eddie has a place there. He's moving with his kids, and the schools are really good. I was surprised. Yeah, really? They, you know, international schools. You know, one thing I didn't mention yet is when, when I first went out there, I think the second time, is that we went to a place called Superb, which is like the main hotspot lounge nightclub at night. And um, we walked in and we, we had a couple, you know, walked around, got to try to meet some people. And I ended up meeting a gentleman that looked like a little odd to be in the group and to be in that type of club. He, he had a nice watch on, looked very successful. So I approached him and I asked him, hey, you know, what do you think of El Salvador? I'm curious. I'm just my first or second time here. I'm planning on doing land development, my business partner. And, you know, he told me it's a hidden gem. And he looked around, kind of was like weird that I was talking to him. The other guy next to him was like, hey, you know, you know who that is? I was like, no idea. And they just like left. Right. But I got his first name and uh, his name was Roberto. And I ended up looking him up and found out he was the chairman and owner of Avianca Airlines and was worth eight <laughs> nice. billion dollars. And so eight billion. Eight billion. With you know, and this guy was just walking around <laughs> with one other guy in a spot in El Salvador telling me it's a hidden gem. So that's I was, I told And everyone Eddie, in El Salvador knows he's Roberto. Like yeah. They know him. Like, didn't know. So I, I told somebody else who was, a, I guess, a, a land uh, owner that we were buying land off of. And I said, I met this guy, Roberto, and he was an older gentleman. He looked like this. And he told me it's a hidden gem. He looked like a very successful guy. And he goes, wait a minute, Roberto? And he like told me, he's like, this guy? I'm like, that's him. He's like, you met this guy? He's like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, that guy's worth $8 billion. That guy's my mentor. That guy's my, a legend. That guy, you know, he, I love that guy. He's like, where'd you meet? I was like, he was at Superb. He was just walking around Superb. I was like, yeah. And I was like, wow, what a safe country for a billionaire to be walking around at a lounge in the capital, just like nothing. And then I told Eddie, I was like, look, we're on to something here. If guys like that could just be like out here saying good things about the country and actually living in the country when he's Colombian born, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, well, go ahead, Brian. Oh. Oh, I was just going to say, it's it's surprising to me because whenever you think about El Salvador, you think of crime. Not You don't think of it initially, but you've heard about in the years past crimes yeah. and issues yeah. with gangs. And, uh, of course. Is it, is it obviously under the new leadership that a lot of this new trust within the country and just yeah. technology and bring a country, a wealth of technology and information and money to the... It's 100% leadership, for sure. Yeah. Um, I've been very skeptical of elections and skeptical of uh, world leaders. And I, I don't think I've ever voted in my life, to be honest. To be, I just have never really felt like – I've always felt like it was a game. Both sides were playing yeah. a story. And so for me, um, this is the first time that I've ever like wanted to vote for a candidate or want to be part of something or following a vision. And so in five years, we might be having a conversation be like, we're wrong. But – my heart and my spirit feels very good. I have 30 first cousins in the country and they all have kids. So I have a huge family in the country. And so I have like, you know, poor cousins and I have wealthy cousins. So I have like everything in between. And I, I've seen just what has happened for them, right? I've seen the transformations in their life. I've seen their businesses grow. 
you know, he just won the election. I think it was like 87 or 88 percent, um, you know, uh, you know, that he won the election by. And so that's just a testament to just what he's been doing and, and, and how he really considers the entire community for what everyone needs. When you're traveling around El Salvador, is just like Bitcoin everywhere? Or the people, does everyone understand Bitcoin or is it still yeah. kind of catching if, on daily? If you, if you go to Google Trends and look up, you know, who Googles Bitcoin the most, El Salvador is like probably the top search like because everyone's in the country checking the price all the time to convert because he gave bitcoin to everyone the day bitcoin became legal yes, tender everyone got everyone got so everyone had to get a wallet and, 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 and the whole country reserves in bitcoin and you know they they're he was buying a bitcoin every day and he started at, at fifteen thousand dollar bitcoin so yeah he like triple or double on his investment and um right now and so if the if Bitcoin, I did the math, goes to about eighty five or over eighty five thousand, the country is going to be a debt free country and and positive massively. I think it'll be the first country, one of the first countries in the world, yeah, to be yeah. completely debt free. Nice. Um, and so, and then on top of that, with the big volcano bonds they're dropping for the tokenization of the city, Bitcoin City, that's going to be huge and bring a lot more money in. Um, yeah. So, can, can you tell really us about that? Sorry to interrupt. I, I saw yeah, that on yeah. social, but I didn't quite understand if it had to do with Web three or is it something just for El Salvador? Yeah, they're building a a, a city and they're using and they're going to be mining in the city to fund the, a, vo a volcano. They're using a geographical advantage, sort of call you yeah. a geographical advantage to be able to power the city off a volcano mm -hmm. and mine Bitcoin. So they're creating <laughs> a technology. They're going to be able to license and sell, and they're one of the first countries in the world to do this. So every country that has volcanoes is going to start taking their idea to use the energy from the volcano to produce electricity to mine Bitcoin and then fund all the city's utilities, uh, accessories, police force, all their stuff. So then they're going to make the city very cheap to live where there's going to be no ta capital gains tax, no property tax, uh, uh, practically no type of tax. No CO2 emissions. No so CO2 emissions. And they're going to build train systems. And it's going to be a futuristic he city. He believes the people shouldn't pay for water. That that's ridiculous. One of their goals is to make it like a Dubai of Central America, mm. and that's what they plan on doing. They're building a brand new airport, state of the art, and within ten minutes of the city. And our beachfront, one of their projects we're doing, is right there. So uh, it's called Playa La Ventana, El Salvador, and um, that area is a huge attraction for influencers to take pictures. It's actually Ventana means window, and Playa means beach in Spanish. So it looks like a, a, a window, a man-made. Uh, uh, not man-made, uh, uh, God-made, like with a rock. and It's like it's, a Cabo structure. It's, it's a Cabo, it looks like something you see in Cabo with a, uh, over looking to the ocean like a window. Mm. And so mm -hmm. we have about five and a half, seven acres or on, so on that, one, yeah. on that beach facing that area. And you literally can walk out into the beach and surf. And it's beautiful beach, lush with, uh, yeah, with miles mm -hmm. of just water in front of you. And so um, we're building about, about 30 homes on, on one side and uh, possibly a hotel. So we own that land all like in front. And so we're really excited because um, now people can either buy in straight up, like, hey, you want a home, put a deposit by, get a deed, and you can purchase a home there and we'll help you build it. And you pay out like so yeah. quarterly or so as the home gets built and you can come see it. We can literally fly to the, or take a helicopter to that part of the beach within I don't know, less than 40 minutes from the capital, or you could drive about two hours. Because it's in the eastern part of the country, and that part hasn't been um, fully developed, but that's where you're going to see the biggest boom. So we're, we're selling them for about initially at seven hundred and sixty-nine dollars, 
um, But this beachfront, I mean, yeah. nowhere in the world do you get beachfront homeless like at those so like prices. about you know a little over two thousand square feet. You know, a little pool, um, maybe a three bedroom, two bath with modern amenities, and you're you're on the beach. You're literally like a hundred feet from the from the ocean. So um, I I mean that could be a million and a half dollars once the airport's up in less than two years. So like you buy in pre-construction now, you're looking at something like that later. So you could buy in with Bitcoin, you could buy with a crypto. So I see, what I see is when I made a lot of money in crypto, I was scared to sell. I thought about the taxation, I thought about the stuff. I'm like, man, so I stayed in and then what happens is it, it dropped and I said, I'll wait a little longer. I was literally shopping for apartments and compensating, oh, should I sell and buy this apartment? And then in that time, it dropped 30% and 40%. Next thing you know, you know, I'm down 80% of my portfolio. And I didn't get a chance. So I think this would be a great opportunity for people without having to cash out into a bank account, just send over the crypto, defer the taxes into the real estate and be able to purchase a property over there and have their asset produce them a cash flow monthly on Airbnb and have a place to go. That's beautiful. Whew, man, you guys are doing so, it sounds like utopia almost, you know, for crypto people like you, like most people is like, oh, whatever. But for crypto web three NFT people, wow, a city that accepts cryptocurrency, funded by Volcano. And, uh, you know, it just sounds like so futuristic, like you said, like it shouldn't even exist yet, but you guys are, you know, obviously developing it. It sounds super exciting, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's so much technology, like, you know, like magnetic technology. We've had the technology to use magnets to push cars. I mean, like all these things that are so forward thinking, they're, it's, it's, it's happening now. The future is here. And so 14 months ago, when I heard him talking about all these things, I said, you know, we might be making a really bad call and we invested millions of dollars into this project, but we said, if this ends up happening, A, financially it's gonna be amazing, but the amount of people we're gonna be able to help yeah. and, and transform. And it's the reason why I got into the direct sales 20 years ago is that I, I love building communities, helping people, adding value. And I just said, man, what better place to do it than the country that's sovereign like this, that has this, this vision. Yeah. So the really cool thing is, is that it's totally ground floor. So there's no restaurants. There's no, they're, they're literally just like breaking soil and determining the city lines. So in Bitcoin city and Bitcoin city. So with, with joining our community, some of the resources we're going to give are the plans to that city. So like now, if you have a vision of owning uh, a hotel or a nightclub or a restaurant in a brand new city, imagine right ground floor, you're the only one. And you say, Hey, this is going to be the center city. Who's going to buy these lots. We got to get them in first. So we're going to go out there and get first movers advantage for some of our members exclusively so that they can have a piece and buy maybe a condo, apartment, a house or build something in the Bitcoin city where they're building this is any city that's developing. I mean, you're, they're expecting to explode in value. Right. So that's the idea. Wow. There, there's so much um, uh, like investments happening outside of the world. And I'm very bullish on undervalued markets. My wife is Cambodian. So in Cambodia, even a lot of our friends have went to invest there and they're doing really, really well right now. So, you know, finding opportunities like this is probably once in a lifetime. It looks like you guys have definitely stumbled on something. And this, there's also, there's always a saying, follow smart money, smart money. And uh, definitely you guys are well capitalized, I believe. And you guys are Americans. I didn't ask your background, Julian. Are you a Salvadoran? You're not a Salvadoran, right? You're I'm not even a Salvadoran. Yeah. I, I just see the, the transition of global economy. <laughs> and we're going into a global economy. It's like you can right. work and live anywhere now. 
And if I had to live and work anywhere, El Salvador would be my top five. Wow. After there and seeing what it is, the food, the lifestyle, the ability to go to the mountains and see volcanoes and then go down to the beach. And it's only getting better every day. And, and yeah. the activities they have there for kids is amazing. They have slides. They have You could ride on bicycles, on, on zip lines. You could do all, a lot of cool stuff there. I was really impressed. Um, the coffee is the best probably I've ever had in my life. The surfing um, is the best. If you like to surf, I mean, oh, the ocean best surfing is, in probably Latin America. I, I'm from. I lived in Florida ten years, and I lived on the beach in Hollywood, Florida, like literally hundred feet from the beach. And I hated going to the beach because I would come back home and there'd be sand all over my house everywhere. And that that I tell everyone this because it's like it's not a big deal, whatever sand, but it's annoying. You know, you you get sand in your underwear everywhere. You're like shaking it off for it's days. All over the kids. For weeks later, you're like it's in your bathtub. It's clogging your your your, your sink. So if you live in the beach and you have a lot of sand everywhere, you know what I'm talking about. But the sand there is not the same. It's like that kind of clay sand. It's volcanic sand. With. So it's black sand beaches. It's like mm. it's like sticks all together, like almost like that clay stuff that kids. So it's not like sticking to your body as much, and it's great for surfing, and um, it's just peaceful there. And the people are super nice. The customer service is bar none. I was really impressed. Oh yeah, the service they're, is out of they're, they're still it's, humble, you know. When you go to a country where people are spoiled, you know they're mm-hmm. not spoiled. Maybe like once Bitcoin City's up and everyone's dropping all this money and giving extra tip, you know, <laughs> people get a little arrogant and spoiled. Yeah, but there they're just very humble. They're they're just you know because they haven't had those opportunities that's coming. So the country's transforming. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about humble, I know we didn't dive into Eddie's bio, but I know Eddie, you came from a very affluent family. Your father did a lot of, I believe manufacturing construction um, production, right? In the United States, um, in the industry. So you guys are in, right in the United States um, in the industry. So it's back in El Salvador, that's something really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, my family's been in real estate for like 30 years. That's one of the reasons why I stuck to real estate as well. And my, my dad, it was, they came here as immigrants and my dad was a mechanic and my mom was a clean lady. And they literally worked, they were up and real estate was what constantly appreciated. So I knew I was always gonna do something in real estate. So while I was in school, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get involved in Airbnb because that has to do with real estate. So definitely was uh, one of the reasons. So I can combine digital assets and real estate here. It's it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we, we didn't mention this, but we're, we're launching our own token with the NFT project. And so the ecosystem of Travel El Salvador, the token is called Ladybug. Interesting. Which is, which is a long story that we, we could talk about another oh, day. Yeah. But basically, there was just so many divine interventions that happened when we started this project yeah we when when we first start went down this road i'm like man i moved my family down here my wife's like the queen of dallas so she loves it here so for me to pull her out of this (laughs) pull julian and his three kids you know we've learned indirect sales and net marketing like it's a big responsibility where you bring people and how you lead them and so i'm like man am i taking people down some crazy journey and so we actually went into the mountains and fasted for a few days on just water (laughs) and prayed over the creation of this company like is this what we really want to do and during that time there was all these ladybugs that just kept coming into our life like everywhere we would yeah, go like, land on our finger as we're talking about it I'm like there was another like it was only when we started thinking about yeah. this idea of travel like, on, like like hey let's call this person about so and so and we're calling him and we're like a ladybug shows up and we're like dude what and the they heck? were all gold ladybugs like the color of bitcoin like literally right yeah yeah so and so um that was, you know, I, I, we can tell one day I'll so, tell you the story. Yeah, we're like, look, let's just call the token ladybug because there's something s- symbolic here. Yeah. And then we looked up what ladybugs mean. And they're like, a luck, good luck, new beginnings. So we're like, that's an it's universal. So it's really interesting. So we're like, we thought it was a cool name. That's really cool. I'm going to pause you right there. I'm in San Francisco. 
you guys probably didn't watch the football finals, but there was something called the ladybug catch that a San Francisco wide receiver last week, he saw a ladybug, he made the crazy catch, bounced off the helmet head. It's called the ladybug catch, which just means that I should just put my life savings with you guys because, you know, that's, yeah. that's kind of what the exactly. message is. 90% of your life. <laughs> Dude, it was the, we're, we're in a restaurant. I'll tell you, notice, we're in a restaurant and we're at the back of the restaurant. This is like a long restaurant, right? And we're at the back. And a freaking ladybug, as I'm talking about it, I wasn't talking about it all day. And as I'm talking about Eddie and this project and everything, a ladybug drops on the person's leg that I'm talking to. And he's just like, where the heck did this ladybug come from? We're inside, like sealed. And like you start, and I was like, I, I had to call Eddie like, oh my God, it happened again. You know, it's just like, so that's where it was like, all right, it was about four or five times. It was incredible. Wow. So we, we some symbolism there. But yeah, I, you know, the, what, the one thing about NFTs I think most people are scared of is the pain of losing money, right? They've lost money and they're, you know, they're upset. They're frustrated. Oh, crypto, NFTs, I lost money. We wanted to create a project where there's like no way you could lose, right? And I have a reputation. We're putting our face on the project. We want to create an environment where people are going to win. They're going to get value regardless. So that was one thing I told Eddie, look, if we're going to do this, like, that was one of the reasons why I did vacation rentals because I wanted to provide a service that is like guaranteed, which is a house in Miami. You know, you can't lose. You got a place to stay. I can negotiate the price with you. You can figure out what you want to pay. And I love customer service, hospitality, and that's my thing. And that's why I was so good at Airbnb because a lot of it is hospitality, like 90%. Like the house could be total crap, but if you treat the people right and give them a good rate on the price of what they're getting, they're happy. You know, they're like, well, you know, he gave me a bottle of champagne. He gave me a, a free ride somewhere, access to things. You give them value and they feel they feel taken care of. And so I felt like this is a community and environment where we could do that and not feel taken advantage and the people feel like they're getting something of value. And so we created the, the, the referral service, uh, referral incentive inside of our um, our NFT project. Like project. As, as our, our, our project grows, the earliest holders are just going to continue to win as we grow. They're going to get their money Because back. they believed in yeah. us in the beginning and, and then that community is also going to help us expand into all the other stuff that we're going to do because as we luxury and travel Salvador is really just the incorporation that that's going to build the bedrock of everything. But we, we're going to release many collections for developments that we're doing in Oklahoma and North Carolina and New York and we're going to, yeah, all over. Eventually Dominican Republic on the beach, Colombia. So this is just a stepping stone. El Salvador is for a whole network globally. We want to do um, mountains, beach funds and lakes all over the world, essentially where our community now can, get involved in these different ecosystems that we had built. So uh, my family has land in the Republic on the beach. Um, it's just sitting there. Uh, it was uh, inherited uh, through family. And I said, look, let's go to Dominican Republic next. Let's go to Colombia next. So we wanted, this is like a timeline of like, let's say three years in El Salvador. Then we go to Dominican Republic. Then we go to Colombia and we start developing and building with our community there. So then that way they have a network of places to go to work, play, live, and enjoy. Um, in our, and, and we Airbnb them like timeshares in the meantime, like co-op timeshare kind of concepts. And then they get the benefits of, of the ecosystem. This is so, I'm so excited about this. I'm super you know excited for you guys because you guys built during the bear market, you know, in the midst of the bear market, probably, right? Probably, people probably think you're crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm yes. excited that you guys vision is unrolling. And I knew this was gonna happen when I saw Eddie jump on a project, you know, Eddie doesn't do anything that's not worth his while. Um, so I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited for web three also as NFT collector. 
one thing I always tell our community about Web3 is that it's all about you know, ownership now. Web3, you get a piece of the pie. And that's something that's never been able to happen before, before NFTs, right? And within my own collections, yeah, sure, I have some ownership here, like some collectibles here. I got a restaurant NFT where I get free food for life. But this is something meaningful, right? It could be generational wealth passed on through a trust, like you said, into perpetuity to my kids, uh, something that's tangible. That's something um, that's been done very lightly, probably because of regulations in the United States. You know, they wrapped a, they wrapped a uh, house within the LLC and then have the LLC transferred NFT through an NFT. But that's different than what you guys are really doing. You guys are going in depth with fractionalization, tokenization. You know, so that's something very meaningful for Web three yeah. ecosystem. Put a lot of money into the project already. I mean, securing the land was step one, and so a lot of projects they're just not backed by anything. Yeah. They're just yeah, yeah. they're not. It, you know, I, I saw Gary Vee the other day, he was in an interview and someone asked him like, you know, NFTs, I, I don't do those things. And he's like, what do you mean? Like NFTs are the future. And he's like, well, you know, some of them don't work out. He goes, yeah, so do 99% of the app store, right? Mm -hmm. So does the app store not work? No, it's a very important tool. Yeah. It's like 1% of the apps are going to work. And so we want to become one of, if not the best real estate NFT community that was ever created. Nice. Yeah, I think we have to dive more in depth in the future on the next episode about the tokenization, about your progress, because me watching your progress on social is a lot different, you know, than where it's going to be a few weeks from now, because, you know, Web3, NFT land, it moves so fast. You know, the moment you think you got something, well, here's another curveball, another benefit that you can, you know, provide to community. And what I like about your project is that it seems like it's going to be super interactive, the community, because it can be based off of the success is going to be based off the, the community, right? And a lot of NFT degenerates like myself, <laughs> they don't like to say it, but they want to be the ones benefiting from everything, being the earliest adopters. Right, and exactly. that's like the biggest, exactly. that's the biggest gripe in, in NFT right. land today because, you know, they're like, oh, we bought this for whatever and we, we don't want to see any benefits. But I really like that this has that built into it, you know, so I'm super excited um, to go down there even to see it myself. You know, we, you got to bring well, me one next, day. The next one has to be there. The next, the next yeah, yeah. podcast <laughs> that we do. So we're in the process right now of okay. uh, securing something called the Bitcoin Mansion in El Salvador. Luxury Boutique Hotel. So we, we got to do that uh, yeah. interview there. Did you see any videos or pictures of it? Um, well, let's, let's secure it first before we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or, or the, you've seen our website though, right? You've seen Travel yeah. Salvador. Yeah. And you can see the types of stuff we got going on in the mid page. It's awesome. Yeah. What I love about you guys is like you guys are... Exactly like I mentioned earlier, capitalizing doing stuff. You're not you're not raising the money to do it. You're like doing it, right? We and put then, right. Like, like we're not this is our rock. Exactly. Like we're going all the way till it's done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited, guys. And I can't wait to dive more, you know, hopefully not too far from now to get you guys back onto our NFT summit. We're gonna do like a web three summit and um have you guys talk more about that. But until then, you know, we're gonna put all the details down below of how to get involved with, you know, SV.luxury. I would like I would like to be one of the the, the first two hundred and twenty right here. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, the bunch of edit, all the entities I buy, you know, don't really make me life life uh, long income. You know, this is probably one of the better ones that I don't have to sell my wife on. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's funny. Well, the cool thing is that when we go live in the first, we're debating between the first 24 or before the first uh, uh, payout that happens. But there's going to be three tiers that we're going to launch with initially, which is the elite pass, the executive pass, and then there's going to be a Founders Pass later. But the Founders Pass is going to be more like a Costco membership. When you come into the country, you're just going to have discounts. and But they're, they're not going to have the benefits of the elites and the executives. 
but we're going to launch something in the first couple of days. And it's like the people that were like the ride or dies, like the ones that were like really in, and those are going to be the elite founders. And, and for, for history forever, there's going to be all kinds of benefits of like free airdrops, free collections, the value over time. Our goal is to like 50x their initial value. But sometimes, you know, people, um, they have that hesitancy and we want to really reward the ones that were like with us in the beginning. Yeah. You don't got to tell me, Eddie, I spent $5,000 on an on-chain monkey with a promise of something coming. <laughs> you guys, you guys are actually doing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, so where can we, f- we find you? We know we said travel El Salvador. We, we know SV.Luxury. Can people connect with you personally on social anywhere? Yeah. So if you go to uh, travelelsalvador.io and you go to our team, You'll see founders and our socials are right there. So it's easy to connect. You can go to our Instagram as well, uh, travelsalvador.io on Instagram and uh, connect with us. Watch all the cool content we're releasing. You can see the properties. You can see the helicopter rides. We brought investors on, the the airplane ride. You know, we actually have these resources in the country. So if you come, we'll treat you like, you know, from day one, um, pick you up at the airport, take you to the properties, take you around the country. Awesome. We're serious investors are holders, of course. Nice, nice. Perfect. Well, thanks, guys, for coming on. I can't wait to have you back. Stay on, actually, but um, um, we're going to talk a little bit more after this. But thank you guys for being on and uh, super excited to have you guys back. And any way we can help you out, let us know. Guys, thanks, thanks for having thank us. You. Thank you.